When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, Dave Schrader, Andy Bernard, Cassie Schrader, Tim Lammers. On the telephone. See <laughs> how he sounds? It's uncanny. It's like he was right here. It's like he's right here in the room. Yeah, he doesn't even need to call in Don't anymore. Talk. Just listen. The shaky oh. voice, the weepy voice killer. We'll be right back with Tim Lammers, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, during this uh, 1977 uh, release of Star Wars, mm-hmm. I was living in Jacksonville, Florida. A long time ago. You can the scroll as you tell the story. Exactly. So guess what I was doing for about a year and a half after this movie came out? Well, Darth Vader voices. Of, oh, yeah. yeah. Car Wars. Car Wars. <laughs> oh. We're doing Car Wars. Everything was Car Wars. You are part of a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, I can't, I just join realize. me and together we will slash the prices. <laughs> we'll slash the prices. <laughs> <of Chicago>. <laughs> <laughs> Some laser sounds in there. Indeed. Well, there were laser sounds, absolutely. You know how they were. made the laser sounds? Mm. No. They hit a guy wire with a hammer. Pew, 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 pew. Yep. That's what all little kids went. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's not the word to use. <laughs> Tim Lammers with us, ladies and gentlemen. So, Timmy, it's yeah. time to talk about pew, 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 Star Wars Halo. Halo. What is it? Solo? Apparently, Halo. Star Wars Apparently, Halo. Apparently, people think 
that the movie is pew 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 and it stinks. I I don't. I actually think it's quite good. I, I you know it's not great, but it's good. And but it's it's doing a free fall at the box office. I mean it's amazing how this movie has just dropped like a rock. Made uh, over 110 million, I think it's first weekend. Now the last weekend it made 29. Ooh, so, yeah. not good. Free falling, baby. Because I'm free. You are part of a rebel conspiracy. <laughs> i got to work on that voice. And the voice take her away. I can't do it as well as I, I used to be able to sound just like him, but that doesn't sound much, all that much like him anymore. I want to give you the script as Darth Vader, but have you read it only as Harry Carey. <laughs> you know, Han Solo just called this afternoon and wants to borrow a couple of bottles. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be perfect. That'd be wonderful. Well, Tim, so Cassie said she had a question she does. about the solo movie. Well, yeah, we screened, you know, Dave and I screened it with you, and Dave brought up the point that uh, the actor Alden Ehrenreich, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, he he was lacking Harrison Ford's charm, and I posed the question a couple days later to Dave that, you know, would it have been better and probably a bigger hit if they would have CGI'd Harrison Ford as a younger Harrison like they did with Kurt Russell in Guardians. Mm. Would that have brought Well, probably, but the whole thing is, I think audiences, because Harrison is such of a big, larger-than-life figure. I mean, putting aside whether you think he can act or not, I think he's good in certain films, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I just think people would have been too preoccupied with the fact that he was being... DH'd. Right. Right? I agree. So I think that would have been ultimately. And then all of, a, all of a sudden, your critics would have been just writing about, well, did the CGI work? And kind of taken away from the story. So I, I see what you're saying, but because I, I have to tell you, that work they did with Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was yeah. phenomenal. Yes. I mean, you believe that that was a young Kurt Russell. There was, But they, then again, he isn't the, the, the focal point of the film so much. I mean, they would have had, this Harrison would have been, obviously, the lead. It's solo. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to get to that point, though, where you're going to see that sort of thing. Um, and I'm glad they didn't do it here. I, I personally, I think the Aaron Wright kid was fine. And and I think he's playing a character. You know, he's not. He didn't try to impersonate Ford. You know, because Harrison Ford definitely wasn't Harrison Ford that we knew and you know loved. Now, back then, he was a 24 year old kid, mm-hmm. right? So you know, I think life has is shaped his attitude and his cockiness in a way. You know, the character and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know, but that that is a good question of whether that you know audience was a, would have embraced it more well for me being a star so, so wars the, the answer is yes and no yeah well because i'm such a i'm a huge star wars fan and one of my <coughs> favorite characters i know i am a geek. i admit it i'm proud of it um no i he was one of my favorite characters and i just feel that there was such a disconnect between uh the solo movie than there was with harrison not you know because i when you watch Harrison as Han Solo, it's just, it's so iconic. And I think if they would have right. somehow incorporated him, whether it's DH him or whatever, I think with the hardcore Star Wars fans, they may have had a better connection with it and it wouldn't be doing so poorly. I think people are just like, oh, this isn't Han Solo. I don't want to go see it because he's not Harrison. Well, at the same time, too, the interesting thing is you have... Uh Donald Glover, who is doing a young Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody seemed to focus on him. It was all on this Aaron Wright kid. Whereas you, I think you probably should have focused too on whether um, Lando worked tonight. What did you guys think of it? I, I mean, thought, of, of Glover. I thought he did a phenomenal um, character as Lando. <clears throat> I mean, he. he Oh, gosh. That's a hard character, I really think, to grasp. And he did a phenomenal job. I mean, even with the the way he would flip his cape and (laughs) all that stuff. I mean, he had it down to a T. So I thought he did a really good job in the role. And I thought Alden Ehrenreich did a good job as Han Solo. It just, there was a disconnect there that it's just, this is not my Han Solo. Well, the movie was more or less cursed from the beginning. Number one, you have that tall mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. You know, Mount Mount uh, Harrison Ford. You know, the, the, he is a, like I say, he's a larger than life actor and, and and character. Whenever you know, whatever films he's in, 
But the, the fact that they fired the, the directors uh, halfway into the film or three-quarters of the way into the film, that just doomed it right there. Even though Ron Howard took over. I mean, that was a tough deal to come into. Well, the storyline and everything was fantastic. I thought the, the action scenes were great. Everything was great about the movie. It's just that there was a Tom's eyes have glazed over. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the best... <laughs> He's just become like the old guys up in the booth you know at the Muppets. What, okay, you, see the, you know what, Dave? What? There is hope, though, because somehow we managed to talk him into going to Deadpool 2, and he loved That's it. Yeah, they did. I there there is hope. No, I was just thinking about many, many years ago, and I'm talking many, many, many years ago. I worked with a guy named Chris Ford, and during a break and they doing the voiceover, he said, yeah, my son is a, he's a carpenter now, but he's trying to get into acting. And that son was Harrison mm-hmm. Ford. Actually. Oh. Yeah, I was just thinking about he that. He totally fell into it. You he know, did. and the thing he was, he was did. in a couple films before that, but just couldn't make a go of it. One of them I know was Force Ten from Navarone, and the other one he might have even been in Apocalypse Now. I'm trying. I, I can look been, that yeah. up. He was also you know, in, uh, so he, what, he was in was the business, but he was on the fringe. American Graffiti. He was in American Graffiti. Oh. He was. Oh, of course, yeah. God, what the heck was there? There was another like war movie. Uh, Force 10. No, there was another one, too, and I can't remember the name of it. And then, of course, he did um, uh, the movie with Gene Wilder, The Something Kid. Do you remember that one? Mm-mm. I'm, I'm it's looking a, it's him a up good right one. He, it's, it's a funny comedy. It's He's a cowboy who has he has to take this rabbi somewhere, and they have to get from one place to another. Really? And, yeah, and they're being hunted the whole time. And it's not the Oklahoma kid. That's Jimmy Cagney, but I can't think of the, uh, the Arizona kid or something. Really? But, he, yeah, he did a bunch of those different deals. He's got quite a few credits prior to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking a dozen. Yeah, he was in Apocalypse Now. Frisco Kid. Frisco Kid. That's Frisco it, yeah. Kid. There you go. Frisco Kid. Yeah, and, and, and Apocalypse Now the same year. Um, so, yeah. No, I just I find that stuff to be interesting. You look back at your own life and you go, how you ran, ran across these people. and I've never met Harrison Ford, but I just... His dad. How long? How long ago did his well, dad pass away? Talks like this. I, I've interviewed him a couple times on the phone, and it's if he's interested in the film he's talking about, he's great. Uh, and so, out of the two times, he was great once because we talked about forty-two. Yeah. Other than that, it's like I just want to get this over with. Have you ever <laughs> you heard know, Mark Hamill's? Sort of thing. Have you ever heard Mark Hamill's impersonation? No. It's yes. It's, Spot on. It's uncanny. It really oh, yeah, good. he could do the voice for a cartoon, and you wouldn't know that it wasn't Harrison oh. Ford. Yeah, that that's very, very true. He's very good at that. He's an odd duck, too, by the way. Yeah. He definitely is. <laughs> so now, Timmy, since we only got about five, six minutes left with you, I want to ask you, uh, what is going on with Johnny Depp? He looks terrible. Ooh. Yeah, they, oh, you know, it's interesting. Man. The Hollywood Reporter ran a story last weekend about that, and basically what they did was they took a couple of people's Instagram posts where, I don't know, he he's apparently touring with uh, Alice Cooper. Yes. The Hollywood, the Hollywood Vampire. Vampires. Yeah, yep. And he looks really skinny and really gaunt. He does. And people are saying, is he sick? What's the deal? And then, you know, you, you, nobody really seems to know. Although if you read the comments, they, he's preparing for some role. He's going to be playing this guy, and that's why he's doing Oh, you know the McAfee founder? Uh, the oh, one yeah. That, uh, oh, was yeah. it John McAfee? What's his name? Something Peter McAfee. Yeah, the one that right. was Right, and I don't know keys. what that guy looks like, so no. maybe it's Please. possible that he is doing the method thing. I mean, he's done it before. So that wouldn't be that far out of line. The interesting thing was I, I, I caught the story, then I went back to it, and one of the Instagram posts had been removed. So it's like, okay, that's kind of unusual. The, 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 the worst one, the one where he looked really bad. I mean, he looks bad in both of them. But yeah. again, you know, these guys, I mean, look, I mean, he, he's, he is, and I don't know how you feel about his films now, but... I thought at one point he's certainly uh, comparable to Brando. Uh, don't you oh, think? Yeah. No, I, mean, I, think, I think he's absolutely. a great actor. <clears throat> he is a great actor. I love the movie they did together, Don Juan DeMarco. Don Juan DeMarco, yeah, oh. that was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then, of course, there was that famous tape where Depp was playing cards with Brando, and Brando was talking about uh, Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, Reynolds, yeah. He's talking about, <laughs> I hate him. He's such a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> so the jury's out. I, I don't know what to think. I mean, part of me thinks that, you know, Depp would go to those sorts of extremes. So 
it wouldn't surprise me um, to to see him like that. Plus, you have to remember the guy's got to be in a tremendous amount of stress because of yeah. everything that's going on with well, his personal broke. life, with his finances, and all that kind yep. of stuff. It yep. cannot be easy on anybody. So I, I just I, I don't have an answer for you. But I, did you see the pictures? Yes, I'm looking at one right now. As oh, a matter of I'm fact. looking at some that were posted, Jeez. and he doesn't look any thinner than any Alice Cooper or anybody else. Well, there's a picture. Well, well and plus he right has now. his head shaved. Yeah. Yeah. He has his head shaved too, which is going to yeah. give you that. Oh, Jesus! He, he looks like he's going some, some sort of treatment or what's going on. You yeah. know, he looks like a drug yeah. addict. He looks like he's got some weird makeup on too. I don't know. I, I just remember the line though. Mark Brando said of Burt Reynolds, "He worships at the temple of his own narcissism." <laughs> well, I didn't realize that the reason <laughs> Burt Reynolds was Burt Reynolds became a star was because of his similarity and looks Brando. to Brando. Absolutely. I never saw that until they show those old footage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that, that oh, is yeah. unbelievable. Boy, you know what? I didn't think about that till you just said it nowadays. Yeah, I didn't realize. And that. especially if you go look at the old pictures of of Reynolds, like Deliverance and beforehand. Yep. And then look at young Brando. They're really, really uncanny. They yeah, I don't a think lot that, alike. Yeah. They do. What was that horror, sad movie that he just was in? Oh yeah, oh, where he plays the celebrity who goes yeah. to like a, some award show and finds out nobody ever shows up because it's like a Razzies yep. kind of award. That was just depressing. It was really depressing. Yeah, but isn't that the point? Was it, of it? any good though? Yes, well, it was good. Yeah, 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 and he was actually pretty good. But then you know, of course, once he, once you see him in that role you start looking into his life and you find out that he really is broke he's broke he's too and nothing. he's actually doing conventions signing autographs yes. yeah i mean he doesn't have anything no he's got that burt reynolds talks cars on the cable network i, I mean oh, he it? looks terrible yeah, he looks terrible yeah. well he's in the 80 well i know 80 year olds that don't look that bad he looks like he's already been gone for a while. Me <laughs> too. It's like weekend at Bernie's with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Sorry. That's really it was nice. horrible. Really nice, Catherine. Really nice. Well, this much I know. Every time Norm MacDonald does the uh, Jeopardy oh, Saturday God. Night Live thing, it oh. cracks me up. Him and him and uh, Daryl Hammond doing uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. I'll take an anal bum cover for 500 <laughs> <laughs> An anal bum cover. That's an album cover, Mr. Connery. Anal bum cover. <laughs> nice. This question is rather hard. That's what your mother said, Trebek. <laughs> Trebek. <laughs> he just calls him Trebek. Ah, <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? So, Alex, you have a bunch of movies you want to go see. I do. Well, they're over the next few months slash year. And Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. Oh, that, that looks look great. Yeah. Oh, that, that looks so great. Well, and speaking of Johnny Depp, the guy that directed Christopher Robin also directed. The wonderful film Finding Neverland. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Somewhat gosh. of the same storyline because it was about J.M. Barry. You know that it seems like he's just the perfect guy to direct. Mark Forrester is his name. Perfect guy to take on this movie because the trailers are unbelievable. Oh my God, but Finding Neverland was world. kind of the uh, the the story of J.M. Barry. Right. This is right. actually what if. Christopher Robin has grown up, and now right. he's yeah. having so he's having me, a rough it's, patch. It's, and yeah, it's comes apples back and oranges, him. but it just mm, seems to me yeah. like he's got that that you know to bring that sort of magical feel to it. Because I thought he brought that to Finding Neverland. Did you? Um, so did yeah, you see I, the, that, I'm looking forward to that probably more than anything this oh summer. My gosh, I'm so what excited. was that other uh, Christopher Robin movie that did just come out? That was really good. That was really good. Really good. Oh, the it was like being Christopher Robin yeah. or something, something like that. Oh, goodbye, Christopher Robin. Yeah, goodbye, goodbye Christopher. Christopher. Wow, that, what a, was really that is good. a great <laughs> flick. It is. We have to take a break. Be right back in about two minutes. Tim, you got another segment in you? Sure, I can do that. Perfect. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you could install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flo's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make right down to flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flow's newest dealer in Chanhassen. Lakeshore Equipment, 952-474-DOC. 
or lakeshoreequipment.com, of course. Flow docks and lifts, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. And now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, June 18th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I've lost over 55 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth. After being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food. I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner. It is on June 18th. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Oh, there you go. Thought you for sure we're going to play Winnie the Pooh's workout song. <laughs> we listen to it a lot. Up, down, touch the ground. Gets me in the mood. Up, down, touch the ground. In the mood for food. <laughs> She's got it all dialed in, man. I am short, fat, proud of that. So with all my might. Okay, we're going to hear all of Winnie the Pooh's greatest hits now because Alex loved it as a kid and has her own kid now. Maybe two within the next couple of hours. Hours? Okay. Hurry up. Come on out, Come on out Tom. Whoa. Oh, God. Tom. Brian Callen wanted to know if you're going to name the baby Brian Callen. Probably. That's what we're... Brian Callen Rasmussen. Brian Callen Rasmussen. Yes, yeah. indeed. What so, other movies were you going to yeah, ask Yeah, okay, so you you want to go see... What's the name of the one you want to go see? Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. Mary Poppins. There's another Mary Poppins yes. coming up? Ooh, Who's playing Mary Poppins? If everyone's got a screener, let us know. Emily Blunt plays her. Oh, that should yeah. be really good. Yeah. I know, I'm very excited And Dick about Van Dyke that. returns... As the old man oh, banker from the first he one. Does? Yeah. does he stop doing chair yoga long enough to do the part? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny chair as he yoga. said, in the original movie, he had to go through hours of makeup to be the old man banker, and now yeah. he just is oh, the old man he banker. He is the, the old, old man, man banker. Well, oh. oh, I mean, he's 92. Aging into a role. He looks, uh, have you yeah, seen and that? And Julie guy? Andrews will not be coming back. She just thought it would be too much of a distraction. Oh, to come back. no. I know. So sad. She's wonderful. She yeah. could have played Winifred Banks. She could have done See? something. Yeah. Small cameo. She come on. Definitely come yeah, back. but that might have been smoke and mirrors, too. There's been a couple of times yeah. where they, they said they're not going to return, and then they show up in a scene. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Trying to true. trick us. Yeah. Wasn't she, yeah. She was married to what's-his-face, the director. Blake Edwards. Blake Edwards, yeah. yeah. Blake, still married. yeah. Because she took off her shirt in the one movie that was trying oh, to break the Mary right. Poppins that's deal. That's right. Yeah. God, what was the name of that movie? Son, was that Son of a Bitch? S-O-B. S-O-B, yeah. Yep. Well, who was the actress that looked a lot like Julie Andrews? She's younger. Alice Russell. Alice Ghostly. She's kind of like the sexier version of of Julie Andrews. Really? Yeah, she was younger. Well, Julie she looked Andrews a lot beautiful. like her. Yeah. Julie Andrews is absolutely stunning. I don't know, stunning. but she had she had a very pure look about her, like a wholesomeness. Was it you, honey? What? Anybody know what he's talking about? Well, well you mm-hmm. talk about pure and wholesome. That is me all over the place. <laughs> that would be yep. Catherine right what there. What was her name? Look like Julie helpful. Andrews. Yeah, she looked a lot like Julie Andrews. Darkness is going to get back on Google if you don't come across with it. Oh, God. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Okay, Google. I have more movies. What actress looks like Julie Andrews? Here are some results from the web. Yeah. Thank you, Google. Yeah, this is not really something you can look up. No. No, I imagine not. I have more movies. Okay, so so you got Mary Poppins, you got Christopher Robin. Won't you be my neighbor? Oh, the uh, Fred, pick uh, about Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Mr. Rogers. Fred Rogers yeah. And then documentary. But there's another where Tom Hanks plays him. Oh, really? That's coming right. out in a, like next year, I think. Which I'm no, that's this year that. too, isn't it? Because the documentary's out, and then Tom Hanks's movie's out. Because I think I just got uh, invited to go see the pre-screening of that. I didn't think it came out. The documentary, until... yeah. The oh, documentary's the out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, but that's not the one with Tom Hanks. Tom no. Hanks, Mr. Rogers. Let's see that, here. I don't it's, even think has a release date. It's no. called "You Are My Friend." Yeah, you well, are my friend. You, I learned 
the cutest fact about R- Mr. Rogers? Well, I mean, that? all oh. facts about Mr. Rogers are cute. No, it 19, seems. or 2019. No, it is 2019. Yeah. Okay. You know how in the show he always said, I'm feeding my fish? Yes. The blind he, girl? Yeah. He mm-hmm. got a letter from a blind girl's father saying that oh. his daughter likes to listen to Mr. Rogers and he talks about the fish and she worries about them not getting fed because he never says that he feeds the fish. And so every single episode from then on out, he said, I'm going to feed I'm my going fish. going to feed my fish. Aww. So cute. Have you ever seen that, the footage of him meeting before the council to try to, they were going to cut back funding for PBS? No. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And if you get it, and he is just like, and you see all of these, whatever they are, the, the, you know, the money brokers behind government and, and funding PBS. And they're all kind of sitting there and they're like, go ahead, Mr. Rogers, we'll give you. And he goes into this explanation of why his show is important mm-hmm. and what he does and how it impacts people. And like, they're getting teary eyed up there. And the one guy goes, I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, I think you just made $12 million or something like that. Or, you know, he, and he granted the money and they all That's went wonderful. crazy for it. But it's a really beautiful piece of footage. And he's just so quiet and soft spoken as he explains the importance of shows like his. And uh, yeah, really, a, really remarkable. There's a good documentary on Netflix about him called Mr. Rogers and Me. It was like oh, yeah. his, oh, Roger and me, Mr. Rogers and me. I get it. It was his um, like Lake House's neighbor who was a kid and he was like he really was my neighbor and he talks about like oh, really growing up next to mr rogers and what that was like and then he talks about mr rogers just in general when are they going to make a movie Andy's about mr favorite. roberts that was the national lampoon version of it which was or, or mr robinson on saturday night mr live, robinson on saturday night live well eddie murphy might need to do that soon huh yeah he gotta have something going my, my favorite mr roberts is when he has bill murray on as a bass player in a band goes what's that inter- instrument you have with you go to bass guitar man it's a bass guitar but it looks like a, looks like a violin but it's bigger it was a hell of a lot bigger <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny bill murray is great in it uh he's a, you must make a lot of money, sell a lot of records. Well, yeah, I made a lot of money, but, you know, the record company, they kind of keep a lot of the money because they, you know, like expenses, you know, like stamps, they say. <laughs> <laughs> they keep all the money to buy stamps. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Great stuff. No doubt about it. Okay, so you we're at, we're at three. My last one is... Oh, we are at four? Who's Who's counting? My last one is the that's coming out soon, or is out, coming out soon. The Hotel Armitus. Arma, Hotel Armitus? Arma, with um, Sterling, K, Sterling K. Brown. Artemis. 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 There you go. I don't know that. Oh, what my gosh. It? it looks really good. What is it? Is it out? It's coming out. Either it's out or it's coming out now. It's, I think it's it, Jodie Foster's in it. Oh, yeah. Sterling yeah. K. Brown and Jodie Foster, and oh, I love both. Of them. And she looks horrible. Yes. She looks terrible she in it. Yeah. No, she looks amazing because that's the role she's trying to portray. Yeah, that's true. No, but I mean, you know. Are you age shaming Jodie Foster? Totally. Yeah, Catherine, way to go. God. Next, you know, she's trying to be a nurse ratchet or something. She looks. She's a nurse at a hospital. She's like a crazy criminal. Yeah, isn't it? But but it's like in riot torn near future Los Angeles hotel Armitus. Artemis. Artemis, I keep saying Artemis, is an original high-octane action thriller starring Jodie Foster as the nurse who runs a secret members-only hospital for criminals. Really? It sounds... It sounds goofy. It's one of those it kind of movies where goofy. the description won't do you any good, but if you go watch a commercial... Yeah, if you at, watch the trailer... She's good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, she is. yeah the yeah. trailer makes it... I'm, I saw the trailer when I went to see that Life of the Party movie. Oh, they yeah. played the trailer, and I was like, this looks awesome. Yep. She's very good, too. She's a hell of an actor. And you know who Sterling K. Brown is? No. He was in Black Panther. And I he's never in, saw Black Panther. He's in This, this Is, is Us. Us. I don't, you've never watched that, No, I've you? never watched that show either. I he's, I love him, but I he's this is a, I did watch one episode of This Is Us, I thought it was horrible. Oh, my God, I love That's that That's not the so kind much. of show you can watch one of. No, you can't. You, oh, have really? to, you have no. to follow invest along. Invest yourself. Yes. Come on, yeah. Tom. Yeah. Come on, invest Slack yourself, you Tom. definitely have to invest. I'll come over, we can make some muffins and watch it together. <laughs> there Tom. you go, and we'll cry. watch it together. You cry every episode. Of This Is Us? Do you really? Yeah. 
I do anyway. See, I can't do those kind of shows. I don't want. I don't want that kind of emotional investment you in anything. Cry. I yeah, do. Yeah, true. You know, I get nothing. I need in the a real release. World. Yeah, <laughs> eleven children. I think I don't need any more reason children. to cry. <laughs> What's this cry? Mostly, it's happy tears usually. Well, well, you're happy. Wonder for what them. that's like. Yeah, it's like very sweet. <laughs> Oh, maybe you, you should watch it. Then. Speaking of that, by the way, I brought it up this morning in the morning show. There's an, a show out, and not, mom went somewhere. I can't remember where she was. I go places. But I was watching it. It's about, leave the house. Um, they filmed real live people who are dying, and I watched it. Oh my! Why would you do God, that? was it sad? Well, because Why this would woman, you, watch? you can was, barely stand anybody who you know having a stubbed toe <laughs> or a stubbed toe. Right, but there's a disconnect Broken. in this. I'm telling you, there's a woman. There was a guy, first of all, he found out he was dying, so he devoted the rest of his life to building bicycles for for very poor people who couldn't afford one. And then the second one was a young woman who found out she had breast cancer, then she had brain cancer, then she she had like four different kinds of cancer. And she had a little boy, and when that kid said... I just, I don't really like the fact that my mom has to die. I'm like, oh, oh. God. Why would you I watch just, that? Oh, I you couldn't watch it anymore. He couldn't like find the remote, Catherine. <laughs> you could not watch it. There, there you two certain, could not watch no, it. There are shows that, that people will describe to me, and I'm like, I can't watch that. Yeah. Or like books <laughs> that they're like, oh, you should read this. I'm like, absolutely <laughs> not. I cannot read What's that book. What's the name of it? It's called Death. I don't know. Love you and watched death. it. <laughs> well, I, I didn't ever want to watch no it again after that. No one's ever heard of this but you, so how are we Did to you know? dream this show? So they threw a party, got together with all of her family and friends, and they hired a stripper, even though this woman was like Palestinian or something. I don't know what the hell she what? was. She was, yeah, she was... Iranian. Uh, I think she might have been Iranian. <laughs> she was a race. But they, they <laughs> of got some a, kind. They got her Unknown. a stripper for her, and he was very kind to her, and all the rest of it. The and then, they, and they at the end of the show, they show her driving back to her house, and then two days later, she died. It's like, oh God, what do you throw that in for, Doctor John? Well, when you watch a show us. about people dying, <laughs> you kind of can't get surprised by the end. How are you guys doing? Oh not sure. That's the name no. of the show, Doctor John. Doctor, no, yes, our... Doctor John Huber is the name of the show. Oh, no. oh my God! <laughs> Good God! <laughs> yes. I wasn't paying attention to the clock. Sorry. It's actually about a doctor that kills people. <laughs> it's about a doctor who kills people. Doctor John. <laughs> and coincidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. John, there's a new TV show. I'm playing guitar and a piano. I think it's a new new show, but it's about it's actual film of people and what they do with their lives when they find out they're dying. And it was very hard to watch. Really? It was really interesting, though. Wow. How people handle death. This woman found out she had several different kinds of cancer. And she said, for about mm-hmm. two minutes, I thought, why me? And then after two minutes, I thought, well, why not me? Everybody dies. It was unbelievably right. strong. It was right. wonderful. It was a great show. <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch well, I, it. I deal with a lot of death and dying here at the hospital. Yeah. I have, so yeah. I understand. Yeah, that's. I don't know how you guys do it. You're pretty amazing people. Doctors are, are amazing people dealing with all that stuff. It's, uh, I don't know, people dying all the time. What are you going to do? Time of death? A show time documentary. Is it Time of Death? I don't know. There's one called Time of Death, which is a show time documentary. Yeah. It might have been. That was in 2013. But it might have been that. No, I don't think so. Who knows? Dr. John Huber is with us, and he's what witnessed many a death. Which is weird because he's an optometrist. Yeah. Proctologist? Proctologist, oncologist. Well, this doesn't look good. Oncologist. He's some kind of psychologist. Actually, I'm a psychologist. Okay. Psychologist is good. That's a good thing. Um, so we got about two minutes before a very short break, Dr. John. So we could kind of preface. All right. We can preface what you're on about because we are on the air right now. So um, what's going on in your world, sir? Well, I think uh, we, we I originally had planned on talking about uh, ambient and how that affects right. people right. in different parts of life. And uh, it, it's funny because uh, I've actually not only Roseanne Barr, but a lot of other people have had bizarre things that they have done in their lives due to ambient. So, and I'm glad uh, that you I had one patient who went to. I, I had one patient went grocery shopping in a lingerie in the middle of the night and came home, <laughs> put the groceries on the counter, went back to bed, and woke up in the morning 
and walked out in the kitchen and all these groceries were there and ice cream melted and all that kind of stuff. Oh. I had no clue so she done that. So everyone in Walmart. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, no. <laughs> People at Walmart are just Ambien users. They're on Ambien. That's, that's rough. <laughs> I will tell you this. It, it, we've, uh, I'm t- and I don't understand it. Ambien, I thought, made a huge mistake when they reached out and started complaining to Roseanne. That, oh, she's blaming right. Ambien, but we've helped so many people. Yeah, you've also got people like sleep driving. So let's not no, forget but that. Their point was funny. They said, uh, I, I think in one of the Tiger posts, Woods. they said yeah. something along the lines of, "Yes, but Ambien. One of the side effects of Ambien is not racism. Yeah. It's not racism, which is exactly. a good point to have brought up." But. but I have a question about Roseanne. If she really does have a multiple personality disorder, I don't know what you call it. Is that what yeah. you call it now? Yeah. Okay. DID, dissociative identity disorder. That's it. Um, can she be blamed for the tweets? That's very interesting. Because uh, apparently some people are saying she does. One of her personalities is racist. We will find out right after this wow. break. Doctor John Huber will answer that question. Tom Bernard Show. We're here with Chris Lindahl, and we can't tell you where he works because he's got a big announcement. That's right. We have now started our own real estate brokerage, Chris Lindahl Real Estate. We have declared our innovation independence. And basically, we're taking the same team approach, but we needed to free ourselves of the traditional real estate process that is costing homeowners tens of thousands of dollars and replace it with an innovative strategy where we can get homeowners a lot more money for their home sales. And that's what it's all about, right? I mean, everybody wants to sell their house for the maximum amount they can. Uh, and you can get that done for them. That's right. And we're so committed to being generous and giving back. And that's why we do the different events that we do in town. And, and we also invest in our people to create leaders so that they can go back to their communities, their families, and their clients and make a difference. Hey, whenever he comes over to the house, is always, oh, look, Mr. Generosity's here. That's right. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Congratulations. It's a great announcement. It's going to work for you, and it's going to work for all the people who work with you. So that, that's the great part of it. That's right. And thank, thank you to all the listeners for reaching out and, and supporting us and congratulating us. You can go to chrislandall.com, Chris with a K, to reach out to us, or call 763-401-SOLD. Or you can just uh, type in mrgenerosity.com. No, that's not true. <laughs> Chris Lindahl, and the name of the company is? Chris Lindahl Real Estate. I like it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We're playing the Dr. John Huber theme song right now, whether he knows it or not. <laughs> Dr. John Huber, ambient nightmares with the recent Roseanne debacle. The question is, how does the sleep aid ambient affects us? Dr. John Huber is with us. She did say in her tweet, it was the ambient talking. Uh, is that believable? Well, when you're on narcotics and barbiturates, you're not always using the f- normal filters we have in our higher executive functioning. One of the whole ideas of Ambien is essentially to shut all that stuff down so that you can go to sleep. And unfortunately, um, she, you know, whether she's, she's racist or not, that one statement does not mean you're racist. Right. I mean, we all have stupid thoughts in our head all the time. Whether we're driving down the road, somebody cuts us off, and we're like, oh, if I had a gun... Well, even if you had one, 99.99% of us wouldn't do anything anyway. We would just rant. And that may have very well what she was doing while she was on Ambient. So their statement, Ambient statement, that it doesn't cause racism, yeah, but it causes your filters to go away. Right. So... Boy, that would not you be know, good for me, uh, Dr. John. Yeah, no filters on me yeah. would not be good, man. I want an episode of the Tom Bernard Show on Ambien. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that would not be good. That would not be good at all. I, um, well, you know, I I, I tried, because uh, I have a lot of patients who are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, and a new treatment is using ketamine. And I tried that a couple weeks ago, 
because the ketamine clinic said, well, here, you try it. You can talk about it. And I did an interview with their doctor on my radio blog. And, and uh, man, dude, I, my, my producers wanted to put a camera in there and record everything. I'm so glad I said no. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? You misbehaving a little bit? <laughs> well, I was ranting and going on and on uh, about about historical blues musicians Ooh. and uh, having <laughs> at one point been been a, a, a wannabe guitar hero, you know, and uh, it just uh, was very funny. Uh, some of the things that I had done and said in that. <laughs> well, that'll happen. A little bit of time. <laughs> that'll, now, Dr. John, let me ask you a question, because I, I, uh, it's, okay. it's not legal in Minnesota, but I find that if I take 10 to 20 milligrams of indica marijuana, not the sativa that gets you high, but the indica, okay. I sleep extremely well. Uh, you said ketamine. Should should I be talking to somebody? Because no. I, I have night terrors. You don't take ketamine to help you sleep. No. You don't? <clears throat> Not unless you absolutely have Well, if you have, have night to. terrors, I, I, I have some behavioral things I can I can have you try before you go and use any kind of medication to well, treat I'd, night terrors. You'd rather do that. And, and you know, it takes somebody who is going to stay awake while you go to sleep. Um, and what happens is what you need to do is reset your sleep cycle. And the wow. way to do that, the way to do that is when you fall asleep, about ten or fifteen minutes after you fall asleep, somebody needs to come in and wake you up just enough for you to take a sip of water and then let you lay back down and go to sleep. And you do that two or three nights in a row, and that should be enough. I mean, every I mean, my son started having night terrors. He was assaulted, and when he was in elementary school, and uh, he started having night terrors. And we stopped those almost immediately by doing that. Really? I mean, it works really well for most people. Why do toddlers get night terrors? Yeah. <laughs> well, if there's if there's any kind of extreme trauma, that that's enough for them to have those night terrors. Now, think about a toddler. They don't have all the cognitive skills that we do as an adult. And adults get it with trauma. So now... What may not seem like a very traumatic thing for you may be extremely traumatic for uh, a five or six year old. Yeah, just bumping their heads. So, yeah. Like getting shoved out of a vagina, maybe? That yeah. might be traumatic <laughs> enough pretty traumatic. to stick with that's somebody. That's not a toddler. <laughs> right, but th- that's, their, that's a reflective traumatic memory. Boy, that, that was such an open door. I yeah. didn't go there. That was an open not, door. I'm not on ketamine. Oh, God. So what, Sorry, what, are you, what are you using ketamine for? Um, it is used for post-traumatic stress disorder, for depression, and some leading research right now is suggesting it works really well for people who are addicted to one substance, not polysubstance use abusers, right? but someone like who's just an alcoholic or just a heroin addict or just a cocaine addict, which that kind of narrows it down a little bit, Yeah. but um, it, it's, it's a 70 to 80% effective rate when you look at AA and other 12-step programs and cognitive behavioral programs for alcoholism alone, the success rates are anywhere from 2 to 16% mm. abstinence afterwards. So that's really low. And if all of a sudden you're talking about 70% for people who only abuse alcohol or one substance, that is significant. And it doesn't matter if you don't want to quit or not. So we're using it. We're actually we're trying it with some of the judges down here to see if we can convince them to try a couple trial cases to see how it works. With some of the people they want to convict and put into a rehab, we're trying to see if they take a different angle and see how successful that is. Dr. John, how many people do you think have PTSD but don't, don't even know what it is that they have? They, they don't think it's PTSD, but it is? Yeah, probably a, a lot more. Uh, probably, you know, if you look at, we know the veterans make up 3% of our population because mm-hmm. we're a volunteer military, but we're probably looking at, at double or triple that just with all the abuse that goes on in our life right? Um, in this in this country. Probably close to 9 or 10% of our population is walking around with, with some form of PTSD. Yeah, that's terrible. That's 30, 33 million people. That's a lot of yep. people. My exactly. God, that's terrible. I, um, you know, it's, do, do most people know what caused? Do they know the 
now at war, I'm sure there are many things, but do most people know what caused their PTSD when they find out they have it? Mm. A, a lot of people, what we do to try and protect ourselves is we try to block out what was actually causing the pain. Yeah, so there's yeah. probably a, a majority of them who really can't identify a single experience. Really? And in some of them where it's multiple experiences, it's not just one. Right, absolutely. Like in like with war veterans, I'm sure it's many experiences. Correct. That would, that would make total Correct. sense. Yeah, it's. I'm glad people like you, that you're doing this and people like you are doing this because I think it's going to really help out with Twitter and Facebook because those 10% of people are really angry at everybody else. Oh, man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so true. What do you well, think? I'm trying to get a grant from either one of them, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I uh, we were just thinking about this last week on the show. As a matter of fact, the fact that everybody is so mean and so angry on Twitter and Facebook. Do you think it's fear based that people are afraid right now and they don't know what they're afraid of, so they just take it out on everyone else? Well, I think that that contributes significantly to mm-hmm. it. But part of what it is is this thought that somehow they are anonymous, even though they're not looking at you in the eyes right there. They're typing on a computer or typing on their phone, and somehow they're immune from the normal social norms. And if we look at our millennials, they they haven't learned the social norms because they have had a life where all they had were smartphones. They didn't have a cord stuck to a wall, and if they wanted privacy, they had to hide in a pantry or something. You know, they they didn't go through all of that. So they're struggling with the highest attempted suicide rate of any previous generation because really? they don't know how to deal with social situations. Isn't that, but that's very, that. very bad for humanity. I would not knowing how to deal with people or I suppose, I suppose they don't, do they not realize there's real danger in running your mouth the way they No, run? because they, they don't, don't they get don't it. Know. Well, look at, you right. got these kids that, in, the kids in Russia that they were doing the, the um, adopted children that were being born and then weren't mm-hmm. being touched. There was nothing physically wrong with the children, but there was no physiological bonding. And then the right. people right. would adopt these kids, and these kids were flipping psychopaths. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't have that connection. And now yep. we're such a disjointed community mm-hmm. and society, and we don't have to look at each other. We don't have to have that touch. We don't, right. And that's breaking down the fundamentals of what makes us human. You know, it's one great thing. Well, well here's the positive side. Yeah, go ahead. The positive side, they're the ones who are going to be taking care of us in the nursing homes when we're ready to go there. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Oh, Wait, maybe that's not a positive. <laughs> they're just going to smother us, aren't they? Yeah. I've already given my wife permission to do that so I don't have to go into a home. <laughs> See, I was very lucky. Oh, that, okay. When, yeah. I, when I was 14 years old, two friends of mine and I were sitting in a Dairy Queen in North Minneapolis, and we are running our mouths and swearing and do this, that, and the other thing. I can't imagine that. You? No, it's hard no. to believe. <laughs> So this guy was, the guy was sitting with his wife and a couple of his kids, and he gets up and he just walks over. He's got a big smile on his face, and he kept the smile on his face. And he leaned over and said, "See, boys, that's my family over there. It's my wife and my children. And if you keep swearing the way you're swearing, I'm going to take you outside and beat the piss out of all three of you." <laughs> I've done that to some teenage awesome. boys. <laughs> It was great for me. I learned a great lesson that day, I'll tell you that. I've done that to teenage boys when I'm out. Have you? Places with fun, and they're like swearing all over the place, and I'll look at them, and I'm like, have some respect for other people. (laughs) (laughs) And they go, screw you, lady. Well, they're usually like, are you crazy? I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) I'm nuts. So when you you beat them up, do they call the police? (laughs) No. Not yet. They've learned their lesson. So, yeah, okay. so, Dr. John, I know a good attorney if you need one. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Knowing a good attorney is a good thing. So, so most people probably don't want to go the ambient route. I know that I probably shouldn't be doing it. You I, absolutely no, should. Ambient. Ambient. I made phone no, calls no, on ambient. Don't do it. You did. I took. Yeah, I, that was one of the things that made me laugh. My mom would complain. I had a few of my friends because oh. I, I don't sleep well and I never have, and I right. was like insomnia really bad so they got me on on ambien and about three days in i started calling my mom at three in the morning to have like these in-depth conversations <laughs> and my mom's like honey just go to Sweet. bed and i but i was talking about like insane things like i was trying to cure cancer i was trying to figure out what really made the hindenburg crash and, and my mom's like the next day she's like are you doing better i'm like doing better than what and she goes your three what? o'clock phone call i'm like 
what? But that's the weird thing is here. I took this so I could get some rest, and I was yeah. wondering why I woke up even more exhausted. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not resting. I was up moving you're, around, yeah. making phone calls. I had my friends are like, "Dude, I've got a family. What are you calling me at three weird. in the morning for?" My mom wouldn't answer the phone if I called her at three a.m. It's true. <laughs> that's very very. Well, true. it's interesting. On the space <laughs> yeah. station, they use sleeping pills to, to get them to sleep, but they use uh, the name brand. I think is is uh, Sonata. And it allows you to go to sleep, but it only has like a half hour half life, so oh, you can yeah. wake up and not be hungover. Oh, that's the kind oh, of thing good. I should have because I can't get to sleep. Once I'm asleep, I'm asleep. It's getting to sleep. That's yeah, the hard that's part. the problem. Uh, Ambien's half life. Let's see, three hours. Oh really? really? That's not that long. I thought it, I thought it was longer than that. Yeah. Is it three? Well, the duration I thought it was of, closer to four. Yeah, so. elimination half life, two to three hours. You know, there's a documentary on Netflix okay. about sleepwalk killers. Oh, really? People that murder while they're sleepwalking. Yeah, sure. Catherine, work with me. I'm trying to give you an out right now. Sleepwalking, so. Somebody got pregnant sleepwalking? Yes, it was documented. <laughs> one one time that we were able to document it. Oh, it was okay. documented, so it's true. <laughs> I was asleep. That, 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 you know, I could tell you the story, but you probably have to bleep everything out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do that. It's amazing. So, what, so, so for people, like I can tell you the exact date when I stopped sleeping. I slept just fine until I was 19 years old, and then it, it struck me that I had a, a big... A big load of responsibility ahead of me in life that I pretty much was going to have to do it all my on my own, and I couldn't sleep from then on. What? Nice short. Well, you know, that sounds like a good presenting problem, but what was her name? Did he just fatal attraction you over there? No, Catherine? I did not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine's being a pain Tom's in the Tom's over there crossing his legs in his short shorts. And... <laughs> It's like, They're gym shorts. Like you know, this is why I can't sleep, Dr. John, because my wife is so annoying. Since the day you met my mother, uh, I sit close to him. Now I know why people are always like, hey, looking over it that way. It's, there's gym shorts with, 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 with Wavos Rancheros. Oh my God. Hey, go to Walmart and get you there's some no new ones. There's no hole here. <laughs> Tom's trying to get answers to his deeply rooted sorry. psychological Honestly, problems. God, I'm trying to get some a, sleep it was here. Very distracting. I'm sorry. I'm trying to help other people sleep with the ketamine and all that. Oh my God. He told me stay away from ambient, stay away Your from ketamine. Your wife's worried about the nightmares she's going to be suffering. <laughs> oh my God. What, what, what I try to start with my patients when they have this problem is start up with an, a, a bedtime routine that you do no matter if you go to bed at 10 o'clock tonight or 5 o'clock tomorrow night or 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You spend the last 20 or 30 minutes doing the exact same things, taking a nice hot shower, maybe grabbing a book and reading, meditating, whatever it is, but you do it in the same order and the same way wherever you're at every time. And unfortunately, it'll take a while, but what happens yeah. is you will train your body to go to sleep even though your mind doesn't want to and your body will pull your mind down and it will probably take anywhere from from 30 days to six months for you to train your body to do that and don't look at screens within Man, two hours or three two hours i think it is uh, plug your phone in charge it in the living room not in the bedroom yeah, yeah i yeah. absolutely dr john we got to have you on more off i love having you on because i learn things it's good it's good to learn that's what I've come and to And you hang understand. in there when my dad's flashing everything. <laughs> when I'm flat, I am not flashing anybody. <laughs> All right, Dr. John. Thank you, sir. I have, to, I have to go be insulted by my thank family. You. Oh, thank you. We'll be back, Tom Bernard. Show. That's a whole other show.